Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. I wanted to speak to Jonathan Feldstein because I saw that uh, there was a story on, um, let me just actually see, the Minister of Defense in Israel says stop using the term settlers and settler violence. So I want to try and understand in context what does that mean? What is happening with with the settlers? Who are the settlers referring to? Are these ultra left wingers? Are they right wings? Are they like extremists? Because you find extremists in every community, don't you? And I'm not explaining it away. I'm just trying to understand as a diaspora Jew the me- the the mechanics of what is happening in Israel. Morning, Jonathan. How are you? Sorry about that long time. No, it was very interesting. We were speaking about that over Shabbat, uh, the whole idea of settlers and who's a settler and why the, why all the, especially, I mean, it's a, it's a pejorative word, but, but, um, very interesting. Um, I've been eager to talk to you today, Kathy, because you always ask me how I am and I'm kind of down, but today I'm a lot better because my son came home for 40 hours. That is amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. Look at you. I mean, you even have a nice picture behind you. You know, I think uh, it's it. a different picture, right? <laughs> oh, exactly. That's true. <laughs> All right, um, Jonathan. Can we talk about this uh, the story with the settlers? What is happening with the settlers? I am seeing sporadic reports in the in the um, Israeli media. I'm seeing it more in the Palestinian and the Arab media of um, rocks being thrown and violence like that by some Israelis. Well, and and I want to talk about that. So I, I, I have no, I don't know if there's more. First of all, who, who is a settler? I'm a settler. A settler refers to Jews who live over the green line in Jewish communities. Um, unfortunately. What is the green line? The, the green line is the 19, the 1949 armistice agreement line that was drawn with a green pencil after the end of hostilities of the uh, early part of the uh, War of Independence in 1949. It was the territory that was recaptured after 19, uh, during the 1967 Six-Day War, and Jewish communities were, were re-established and new communities built. And today, I think, we have about 500,000 Israelis who live over the Green Line in cities that are as large as 40 and, fa- and 50,000 people and, 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 vi- and villages, like where I was yesterday night, picking up my son, um, that are probably no more than a few hundred. What was beautiful, just as I dig- a digression, is in my son's unit, there was a 36-year-old father of six who was killed in combat. And the first thing that they did out of coming out of Gaza was the whole unit took a bus to the home of the widow to offer condolences, which they didn't have the opportunity to do. And that's such a great story about who we are and what, what it means. Um, but so there are people who live in communities like that, that, that are what people depict as an outpost. They're, they're caravans built on concrete pillars. Um, and then there are built up communities like mine of 13,000 people. And there are large cities, um, with universities, with commercial areas, with, by the way, lots of employment or war, was lots of employment until October 7th of Arab, Palestinian Arab neighbors. Um, they, they include people, I would say de- demographically, if you look at the, the voting pattern of people who live over the green line, um, you see much more to the right 
um, and even more to the extreme right. But there, but, but there were are and still remain uh, Jewish communities, kibbutz, kibbutzim, and others that are left wing, that are and, and cities that are mixed left and right. And and here in my town, it's certainly more right wing, but not. When people talk about settler violence, I know it exists, but as you, I think you said in your intro, violence and, and extremists exist in any sector of society. I don't, I am not aware of any increase of of violence is it, among. Is it is it ongoing then? It's there. There are always allegations that we are chopping down the Palestinian olive orchards and uprooting their uh, their, their great. Grapevines and capturing community. You know, if you could look out the window behind me, and I take tours. I had a very lovely visit this past summer, the day two, the day before, the day two days before my son's wedding, with a group largely of South Africans, um, including the king of the Khoisan people, uh, a small tribe of seven million. And we talked about what is apartheid, and I showed them the view, and I said, the fact that there are beautifully cultivated Arab fields behind me and everywhere you go indicate that this notion of of settler violence is really a myth it, it, it does not depict demographically who we are if we were ju- no, looking 100%. at it just, okay so I, I hear i hear that it doesn't speak for the majority um, but they, I mean, in the past, I remember seeing reports, which actually was also reported, where, um, you know, some very radicalized Jewish people had burnt down a home, had burnt down a house with Palestinians inside. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you in, remember in, that? Uh, D- Duma, of course. It was in Horrible. Duma. I mean, that is something Horrible. that still remains because that to me is when we are corrupted as a people when you take another life like that you know they, they were civilians they weren't they weren't army i mean we have to talk about this as well you know lay it all out there so that we have a, an accurate picture of what really what's happening but don i wanted to just ask you so when you say um over the green line i mean is the land and and these communities that you're talking about are these communities, I mean, are they viewed as like radical, radical communities? Look, in, in, anyone who wants, they, they are viewed as that from the pejorative sense of that's the stereotype, um, specifically around the world and in the media and by misconception. But in reality, no, we're, 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 we're a, a reasonably diverse, group of people of if you take the 500,000 people demographic yes of course there's a larger portion who who are right of center but extremists no absolutely not um there are and 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 that's and and, and I think if you ask most I'm saying in quotes settlers people like me we deplore the chopping down of trees we deplore um uh, violence against Civilians. I was I was referring to the community behind me because mm-hmm. someone there was a whole long uh, legal case where someone's home was built a few meters into private Palestinian Arab owned land, and the court the Israeli court ruled that the whole building needed the Jewish home needed to be demolished. 
I remember so that. It, that was a few years ago, right? Just a few years ago. Yeah, I remember when, that. When you come here, when 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 High FM brings a tour, you'll come and visit, and we'll see, and you'll see that 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 there there was peaceful coexistence. Um, that doesn't preclude. I would be a liar if I said no. Violence doesn't exist. Of course it does, but it exists in any society. It is not representative. However, I'll tell you what's representative. When I'm driving with my daughter-in-law last night to go pick up her husband, my son, 45 minutes south of here, past Hebron, in the dark, we were concerned about the reality of a Palestinian Arab throwing a rock at my car and, or shooting. And honestly, Kathy, it was wonderful to be able to take her and go pick up my son. He w- we, got, we brought him home three or four hours before he would have gotten home on a normal basis. But I was concerned it would have been a horrible story had she and I got hurt last night going to pick up my son from, from the army. Yeah. Um, that's the reality here. <clears throat> that's the reality. I hear it. I hear it. So what are your relations like with with neighbors with arab neighbors i mean do you have palestinian neighbors when people refer to israeli palestinians who are israeli palestinians well well okay people who may refer to israeli palestinians are referring i suspect to palestinian arabs who uh, israeli arabs who are who represent 20 uh, 20% of the state um i live you know i'm pointing behind me you can see to the what would be the west, but if we look out the front window to the east, you see an Arab village called Abdullah Ibrahim that is closer to my apartment than any of the border communities that were overrun by Hamas terrorists are to Arab Arab areas in Gaza, and and there have been until October seventh the small metal shack that's in between us served as the crossing point where people would come in arab workers hundreds of hundreds of them per day going through a rudimentary security check and there are peaceful there were peaceful relations many many arabs coming to work here and the community and the stores and other places that we go and shop and gas stations and ev- everywhere there's a tremendous amount of interaction still has the 7th of o- has sorry jonathan um has the yeah. 7th of october changed on the ground materially has it changed the relationship between Jews and Arabs in Israel I I I don't know specifically about Jews and Arabs in Israel although I think that money I I can say this many more Israeli Jews are suspect of Arabs period whether they're Israeli Arabs or whether they're certainly Palestinian Arabs Um, and when you look at the surveys that that, that have been done by Arab pols- pollsters recently, we show more, three quarters or, or more of the uh, of our neighbors in Judea and Samaria, over the Green Line, actively supporting Hamas and and the the, the slaughter that took place on October seventh. So yes, among us, we I, I don't know if I shared this. We were supposed to have nationwide uh, municipal elections for mayor on the uh, I think the second. First or second of November, those were deferred until at some point in the future. One of the items that's going to be a very hot issue in our municipal elections is the mayor wants to bring back the Palestinian Arab workers and the, many of the residents, maybe most, 
don't want them to come back because we don't know. I know you know this, and I know many listeners know this. We don't know who's in fact a terrorist or who's being manipulated by the terrorists to map out the 20 apartments in my building and who's armed and who's not armed and who's an easy target or who's not an easy target. And, and if I, if I jogged from here to the, to the mosque in the middle of the village, it would take me maybe 10 minutes. And so if they were to assemble a thousand people, and even if we were to kill half of them on the way in, they could impeach our building. They could impeach my whole neighborhood. They could impeach the school behind me in no time. So yes, there's a, a lot more suspicion and a lot more discomfort. Um, yeah. na- naturally, when I'm interacting with Palestinian Arabs who work in the grocery store that we shop in and other places, I'm still pleasant and polite because I can't turn that off. My humanity hasn't changed, but my level of trust has changed. Yes. Interesting. I mean, there are 150,000 West Bank Palestinian laborers who work in Israel and have not been able to work. And, you know, the, the flip side of this, and, and I understand the, the feeling of being vulnerable, um, by Israelis and the level of trust, as you say. Um, but they, you know, as long as Palestinian Arabs are becoming more and more impoverished, you know, nothing radicalizes somebody like impoverishment. And, and, and I think that that's also a worry and something to look at. But I, but or I hear, hopefully. I mean, I'm sitting in the, in the diaspora. I'm not sitting, you know, face to, I'm not facing this issue on a daily basis like you are. It's a, it's a Solomonic issue. Do you bring back the Arab laborers who you don't necessarily trust, but who could be threatening you in the hope that that will buy time which didn't work from Gaza or do you let them leave them out and let them find ways to employ themselves and and earn a living which may increase radicalism or it may increase their their own distrust of their own leaders there's a a young man who's worked in our home um, works here worked here in in our new apartment complex and among neighbors his name is Mohammed and he's been calling up my neighbors saying, we have no money, can you please give, give us food? And some of my Jewish neighbors, we didn't get the call yet, but some of my neighbors have said yes, and they meet him at the checkpoint and they bring him uh, food for his family. And some of them say to him, not in such a hor- horrific way, no, Muhammad, you must be joking. Your people just killed our people, and I'm sorry you're going to need to find a new source of income, and I'm not bringing you food. But but there have been Jewish Israelis who were responding to this young man, Muhammad, who seemed like a decent guy who I'd want, who we've given stuff to. We've paid him a good salary. We've given him clothing. We've given him things for his family. And that should be a normal way of existing. But now there's, now trust has been uh, blown up along with, with October 7th. Yeah. Jonathan, thank you so much for just sharing. And we really had a very real conversation today and I, and I appreciate it. I really do. Always a pleasure, Kathy. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and enjoy your son. Yeah, bye. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. That is Jonathan Feldstein. He's the founder of Genesis 123 Foundation.